let your sound feel this room. We Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, we honor you. We live you. And we exalt you, Jesus.
says let us by him therefore let us give unto God the sacrifices of thanksgiving which is the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto his name lift your voice lift your heart lift your heart let God arise within you father dwell within our praise Holy Spirit Father, I 
people of God, you are welcome to the presence of the highest. Hallelujah. The magnificent God, omnipotent Father, the highest and strongest strong one, the faithful God. He is a king of kings, the Lord of lords. Is our rock of ages. His name is a strong tower. What a God. What a God. The greatest of all. The creator God. Our God. Mighty and strong and terrible in battle. Bishop and shepherd of our souls. In many parts of the Bible he's been described differently rose of sharon lily of the valleys the soon coming king a faithful god he has not left you and i comfortless he has not left us desolate he has kept us. He has upheld us. He has provided for us. He has sustained us. He has seen us through many things. Exams, business ventures, family life. So many things that we cannot thank him enough for. Beloved, if you are gathered together with us here, in one heart, one mind, one accord, one faith, one spirit, Bible says that for we are the circumcision who do not worship God in the flesh but after the spirit by the same faith one faith one Lord one baptism you want to lift your voice beloved lift your heart unto him and begin to tell God how grateful you are worship him in this place let your sound of gratitude out of your heart out of the abundance of gratitude in your mouth in your heart let your mouth speak let your mouth proclaim let your mouth tell of his wondrous works and this congregation of the righteous hey beloved lift your heart lift your voice it doesn't matter what around you it doesn't matter your environment you want to just focus on him and adore and worship worship this glory oh god we worship you Father, we adore you. Lord, we lift you high. Hey, we praise you, Jesus. You are God. There is none like you, Lord. Thank you, magnificent God, for deliverance, oh God. Thank you for provision. Thank you for healings. Oh, thank you for successes and examinations. Your spirit of of grace and supplications. Hey, your grace for excellence, oh God. We thank you for holding all things hey, about our lives in place in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for being our strong tower, hey, our safe refuge. Oh God, hey, Lord, we bless you. Hey, Father, we adore you. Hey, we give you praise. We give you praise. We adore you. We say there is none like you there is none like you jesus there is none like you sweet holy spirit thank you for your companionship oh god hey lord we bless you thank you for your presence thank you for your glory 
for enveloping us with your glory and with your presence in the name of the Lord Jesus your name is indeed a strong tower we your righteous one we have run into it and we have found safety thank you Lord Jesus for every family represented on this platform right now father we thank you for every family represented here in the name of Jesus our bloodlines oh God our loved ones oh God our friends oh God in the name of the Lord Jesus we thank you for our churches oh God in the name of the Lord Jesus our siblings oh God in the name of the Lord if only we had a thousand tongues, hey, we will sing you your praise, for you have been our redeemer, hey, you have been our redeemer, hey, Makovalia Salaba, hey, Rangadua Telemahes, hey, our warrior God, Ilekomelia Fanana Messiah, merciful Father, merciful Father, what a God that you are, what a God that you are, what a God that you are, oh, we thank you for your grace, thank you for your mercies, thank you for your compassion which are new every morning hey, we understand that your compassions fail not they are new every morning oh God we thank you And and when we live a praise to your rest, Father, and dwell with a praise. The altar you can give him is your life. Somebody say, Lord, I give you my altar. If you are looking for a place to rest, you can find your rest in me. Somebody say it again. Say, Lord, I give you my altar. In the world that is full of destruction. Hallelujah. How many of us are already blessed in the presence of the Most High God? How many of us are already blessed in the, pl- in the presence of the Most High God? You want to type, Thank you, Jesus? You want to type, Thank you, Jesus? We are still ascending. In this moment, we are getting deeper into the courts of His presence. We've entered the gates with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We are entering the courts. And it's time for sanctification. You want to tell God that Lord cleanse my heart, purify my hands. Make me whole as I draw near unto you. By the blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed for the remission of sins, I come boldly 
to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace to in this time of need to receive forgiveness for all my misdeeds all my wrongs everywhere that i missed the mark in transgressing your law in any iniquity in the name of jesus father by your mercies by the blood of jesus forgive me and make me whole in the name of jesus father in the name of jesus wash us clean purify us oh god spirit soul and body in the name of jesus disconnect oh god disconnect us from every unholy works and connections unholy soul ties by the blood of jesus unholy spiritual ties unholy body ties in the name of jesus we disconnect and disengage every unholy thing from our spirit souls and bodies even as we sanctify and consecrate ourselves only unto you in the name of the lord jesus father we thank you for cleansing by the blood of jesus and forgiveness oh god creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit a steadfast spirit within us in the name of jesus renew a right spirit a steadfast spirit within us in the name of jesus oh we bless you jesus fresh in the name of Jesus. May his glory and his power arise mightily of you and every every works of your hands, every endeavor in your life in the name of Jesus. May his glory overshadow and drive out every darkness that the enemy seeks to use to engulf any area of your life in the name of the lord jesus may god arise mightily upon you and may his glory be seen upon you in the name of jesus may this be an encounter with god that you never recover from in the name of jesus may god be faithful to you and to yours in the name of jesus God bless every one of us who is connected. God bless all of us who are giving to support the ministry, those giving gifts. God bless you too. Amen. It is time to edify ourselves. In Isaiah 40 verse 31, in fact, from the verse 26 downwards, the Bible says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he neither faints nor does grow weary. Bible says that there is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. Okay, verse 28 says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary there is no section of his understanding he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might he increases strength somebody this is a call 
a special call to them who want to increase in might hallelujah to them that have no mighty increases strength them that want to increase in the potential their spiritual potential tonight them who want to go from strength to strength according to psalm 84 verse 7 anytime we show up in zion we have shown up to the place of our advantage we have shown up before the god of our advantage he is our strength hallelujah so we want to increase in strength we want to change and renew our strength by praying in the language of the spirit according to Jude 1 and verse 20 bible says that hey buddy beloved hey building up yourselves on your most holy faith hey praying in the holy ghost you want to go from strength to strength right now you want to go from strength to strength right now you want to go from strength to strength right now by praying in the language of the spirit release release as an inhabitant of the, of the, the mountain of Zion, a weakness is not your portion. You are not supposed to be weak as an inhabitant, a dwelling in the high towers, the high places of Zion, the mountain of Zion. Weakness is not something that is common, it cannot be identified with the inhabitants of Zion. So, you want to go from strength to strength, you want to enter yourself you want to quicken yourself irrecomanua palada hey change yourself mi komalua paranamataya irregeduni mi katele kombaniata i kapaya rekos kapini mi kapalada by your power and we give you room we give you permission we invite your presence we invite your power we invite your glory to overshadow us today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ 
come and take charge, take preeminence, every contrary forces and powers of darkness that may invade this territory, our spatial territory, our corporate spatial territories, or physical spaces, hey, we bring them into captivity, every thought that is not of you, we bring into subjection to the, your obedience and your power, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, every unholy power, every unholy power, evil powers, hey, negativity, we subdue and take authority over them in the name of Jesus, in this atmosphere, we are asking the Lord, let your presence, let your glory permeate and pervade, permeate and pervade, hey, everywhere in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let your power be felt, let your glory be seen in the name of Jesus, let your glory be made manifest, in Lord, come have your way. Lord, come have your way. Let your presence be filled. Let your glory be seen. In the name of Jesus Christ, we take captive. We take hostage. We subdue all evil forces. Every demonic presence that is not of you, O God, we bring into subjection every thought that is contrary to your will, to the obedience of your power. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we secure the atmosphere with the blood of Jesus. We secure the atmosphere with the blood of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Our last prayer, you want to tell God that Father, speak to me in this meeting, in this gathering, minister to me at the point of my need. Give me a word that is in season, from which I can extract an instruction for my vision. A word that is in season, which will increase my momentum in the pursuit of my God-given vision and assignment, even in this year, in the name of Jesus. A word which I can run with according to Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2. Habakkuk the prophet said, I will stand. He said, I will stand. It is time to stand and hear a word from the Lord. I will stand upon my watch and watch to see what he will say unto me and what I will do when I am reproved. Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. I will stand upon my watch And watch to see what he shall say unto me. And set me upon my tower and watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. Until the vision is properly captured, it cannot be written. And until it is written clearly, with clarity, you cannot run with it. And this is the time to tell God that, Lord, give me a word to enhance my vision. A word that will propel me, grant me momentum. A word that will bring clarity to purpose in the name of Jesus. A word in season that will address a need, a challenge in my life. In the name of Jesus, Lord, speak to me. 
Sticking to instructions, I think I shared some pieces of info 
to some of the people I consider leaders of which some are not even living up to expectation that when we are having meetings you'll be posting them for me and you see that nobody does it occasionally someone does it one person does it and that's the end and I that I am teaching and praying at the same time controlling music flipping pages I do all of these things and you think you are in the spirit because you are holding your phone tight and you close your face some way and you are moving and you can't do simple things may God show you mercy We don't learn. That's why many of us are not growing at the rate at which you are supposed to grow. The truth is that we do too much here for you not to grow. We do too much here for you not to grow. Hallelujah. We do too much here. And the instructions that come from this altar come with clarity and precision. So there's no confusion or mincing words about anything that God instructs us to do. No, not at all. Amen. Alright, let's get into today's word. If you are ready, I want you to type, thank you, Jesus. And when we be... Lord, I give you my altar. If you are looking for a place to rest, you can find your rest in me. Somebody say it again. Say, Lord, I give you my altar. In a world that is full of destruction. In a world that is full of destruction. Many things. I separate myself. Lord, I give you my altar. As we get into today's word, I want us to take this declaration. Let's take this declaration quickly. Lord, we build you an Father, we build you an And you want to take it with all of your heart. You want to mean what you are saying. Amen. So declare with me. Say, Heavenly Father, fire up your zeal in the heart of every burning one for fruitful engagement all through this year in the mighty name of Jesus. None of us shall be passive. 
as the year unfolds, O oh Lord, stir your zeal in us. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Those of you who have been with us consistently for the past at least um, 21 days, you would have realized that um, our theme for the month has been intimacy with God. That is going deeper with God. And our anchor scriptures have been Psalm 42 verses 1 and 7 and um, Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 and um, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. Hallelujah. So, these scriptures are going to be central to our teachings and all expositions on how to walk with God and how to build an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and then also understanding um, why man was created, the intimate aspect of the purpose of creation of man by God. Amen. Yes. And anybody who is going to take advantage of this series is not going to come out the same. You are going to come out bigger, better, brighter, greater, more powerful, and weightier than before. Amen. So I'm taking my own declaration. I'm declaring that I, Samuel, by the end of today's teaching or session, by the end of this podcast, I am growing bigger, brighter, wiser, more knowledgeable, greater, more powerful, 
in every way in the name of Jesus. My greatness knows no bound or limits in the name of Jesus. Can somebody help us? So this is going to be just background to the teaching. This is not even the introduction. It's more like if it were write up, I would say executive summary. If it were a thesis or a paper, I would also call it a summary or an overview, not the introduction. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is a teaching for people who are serious. It's for serious Christians. Those that want, don't want to remain in the shallow waters. Them that are truly thirsty and desperate and hungry for more of God. Them that want to know their heart and the ways of God. Them that are dissatisfied with knowing the hand of God. Them that are dissatisfied with religiosity and doing church and not fellowship people who are angry in their spirit and fed up with unfruitful routine hallelujah plenty systems and administrative structures in church and it's not a problem because even god gave fivefold office of fivefold official gifts to the church to the end that there would be there would be order through administration god's own administration in the church but if the administration does not yield or is not producing the required result or it is not causing the required increase that we all are expecting you are not growing in proportion to the, the sophisticated and the complex administrative structures existing in the body of Christ in our various denominations today, then there is a cause to be concerned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David said, O Lord, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. It says, My soul thirsts for Thee, my flesh longs for Thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. But I am not looking for You blindly. I am not seeking and searching for You with no purpose or no objective or end goal in view but i am searching for you to see thy power and thy glory so as i have seen thee in the sanctuary oh thank you god bless you i've, I've, I've seen it he says oh god thou art god bless you minister david for the scripture oh god thou art my god Early will I seek thee. And no wonder them that seek God early find him. There are people who are lackadaisical about their search for God. There are them too who put 
the gifts from his hand ahead of an understanding of his person and his nature. Hallelujah. There are those who after his presence, P-R-E-N, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. And there are those after his presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. But one thing is certain, those who find his presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, always end up with his presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. Hallelujah. Because his word is sure. In Matthew 6, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things he added unto you. Seek ye first his, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. There are things in the additive equations of our pursuit of God that are added on sweatlessly when we set our goal and our focus and our objective right. And the objective here is to pursue God. And the pursuit of God, in the pursuit of God, we are to set our focus right, cut off distractions. We will later realize we have to cut off distractions and then yearn for his heart, yearn for his nature, yearn to understand him. Hallelujah. And in understanding him, all other things, we should understand also that as we pursue God, God is going to give us work. He's going to give us instructions, labor. And these things are going to make us understand him better. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to approach today's teaching from an, an angle that many people will not be suspecting, just like we did for faith. I know that when we started our seven-part series on faith, when God started the journey with us, many were, were thinking that on the first day when we started the series, I was going to start the, the, the teaching from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, because that is a popular verse we all know on faith and that is what many preachers that is where many preachers start from they say now faith is no but we didn't start from there we started from revelation chapter 3 how many of us remember that and some were even wondering how could revelation chapter 3 a letter that was that was being directed to the church of laodicea how could faith be found in there hallelujah but the holy spirit overwhelmed us he blew our minds and exceeded our expectations. And he taught us that indeed, he is the God of all flesh and the Father of all spirit. And that he is the light 
the words he speak their spirit and their life and there is no end there is no searching of his understanding hallelujah he exceeded our expectations and he took us from part one all the way to part seven hallelujah and we are trusting god to do even better for us in today's encounter in the name of jesus hallelujah so please somebody help me with john chapter 4 the verse 28 to 34 john chapter 4 and the verse 28 all the way to 34 amen those of us just joining us you are welcome this is burning ones we are a family in christ we believe in all sound doctrines of the bible we are a family of the word and of prayer hallelujah we also believe in fasting of all the, the practices in the bible we emphasize a lot on these three the word that is teaching prayer and fasting as well as the ministrations of the spirit hallelujah if i talk about the ministration of the spirit i'm talking about the gifts the dispensation how we dispense the gifts of the spirit the gift of the spirit are simply the the ministrations of the holy spirit to the believer if you look at the gifts of the spirit carefully you you what, what, what you would see is they are the avenues or the mediums or the vehicles the vehicular mediums through which the ministry of the spirit is dispensed to the saints the corporate body of the of christ individual members of that corporate body the mystical body of christ the ecclesia hallelujah so we believe in that that talks about the gift of faith speaking in tongues interpretation of tongues the gift of prophecy and i know that that is one of the gifts that we all love a lot and then healings the gift of diverse healings hallelujah we believe in all of that amen so you are welcome you are at home feel at home amen this is the presence of the most high god that's why you didn't come and meet my picture here or the picture of any leader you came to meet god amen if you haven't followed the podcast i encourage you to click the plus button beside the name burning ones to follow the podcast so anytime we come live you'll get the notification and as well anytime we publish any of our published and recorded podcast or teaching sessions you get the notification amen all right john chapter 4 verse verses 28 through 34 if you read the earlier part of this chapter you find a very interesting story which did not only leave a certain Samaritan woman in awe of the person of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and his divinity, but also left his disciples astounded and also drew many to the ministry of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us of a story of a woman who went to drill, a woman of Samaria, went to drill water from a well, which Jacob, their fathers, left for them. And at the well, encountered Jesus. Jesus came to her and told her that, will you draw for me some water to drink? And the woman said that, I am a, I, you are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. And you know that we, by tradition, have nothing to do with you people so how would you then tell me give me to drink 
how would you then tell me give me to drink jesus re replied and told her that he said oh woman you have no idea if you knew who is standing before you you wouldn't ask me this question if you knew who is standing in your presence and if know of the water i can offer which will quench your thirst eternally okay god bless you minister amen he said jesus answered and said unto her oh okay no 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 i've not gotten there he says if you know the water that i can give you please whenever we are done let's mute our microphones amen if you knew you would ask me to give you of the water that i give for people to drink but the woman could not fathom as the as the the, the 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 story unfolded we realized that jesus interacted with her and said woman where is your husband go and fetch her for me fetch him for me sorry and the woman in sincerity said lord i have no husband and Jesus said, you are, you are speaking the truth. Because this is the fifth man you are living with. And the one you are currently living with, you are not even married to him. Amen. Now, at that time, Jesus, the reason why Jesus was alone with a woman, if you read the whole account, was that, he had sent the disciples out to get them some food to eat. So as Jesus kept engaging the woman, and the disciples came back to meet Jesus, they were astonished that Jesus was speaking to a woman. Like many of you sometimes are astonished when you see me with a lady. Or holding hands with a lady which I often don't do and they said master they said unto Jesus master the food is ready come and eat and Jesus said unto them in the verse 32 that is the point of emphasis it says i have meat <laughs> i have meat to eat that ye know not hallelujah i have meat to eat somebody i want you to type i have meat to eat i have meat to eat if your master has meat to eat you cannot say you have milk to drink hallelujah there is a pointer here that I want to begin this series from. Jesus said unto them, they were worried about Jesus' eating or physical food. He said, I have meat to eat, which ye have no idea of. 
and indeed they had no idea of the meat which Jesus had to eat they had no idea but what meat was Jesus talking about let's turn to Hebrews chapter 5 the verse 12 all the way to 14 I have meat to eat. People come to Jesus thinking it's a bed of roses. That the kingdom of God is a place of no sorrows. Beloved, I want to announce to you that it is not so. Yes, in Psalm 16, I think the verse 11 it says, In thy presence, is it the verse 9 or 11? In thy presence there is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. But I want to tell you that there are not only there are not only pleasures at his right hand or fullness of joy in his presence, there is also meat and labor. When Jesus called out to Peter and the disciples and he said, Follow me, and I will make you. He wasn't only building them for fun. He wasn't only teaching them to work out their spiritual muscles for fun. Hallelujah. Jesus was, in essence, building them and preparing them for a task. But for them to be able to apprehend the vision of the kingdom accurately, they needed to spend time with him. They needed to know him. They needed to be built up and to be prepared. And that is what intimacy is about. The work of the kingdom is not milk, it is meat. God bless you, Minister Eben. He says, Thou, thou wilt show, show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And that is usually the focus of many baby Christians. Even some maturing Christians get caught up in sentimental and emotional experiences in their worship of God. We will come to learn and realize we will come to we will come to learn and realize that please can somebody message Emmanuel Florisha on the platform and remind him that we are live you come to realize that in the gospel of salvation we have many promises wonderful promises exciting promises but as you grow and you come to understand the gospel of the kingdom you realize that many of the actualization or fulfillment of the promises lie in our labor in the in fact our obedience to the labor in the gospel of the kingdom hallelujah let me go back to hebrews 12, 5 verse 12 to 14. god bless you minister winning he says the bible says for when for the time ye ought to be teachers. <laughs> ye have need that one teach you again 
ye have need and that is what some of us at a time when we have to be a teacher is one who is matured a teacher is one who understands the first principles of the oracles of god a teacher is one who has left behind the elementary principles the matters pertaining to um, baptism resurrection of the dead and the abcds of the faith a teacher is a leader a teacher is one who has come of stature he says that for a time when by now you should be able to teach ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of god and have become such as have need of milk oh my god and not of strong meat for every that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe for he or she is a babe but strong meat somebody want to type strong meat strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age even those who by reason of use have have their exercise have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil hallelujah what apostle paul is saying here is simple he's saying that we should come to the place of maturity where we can eat feed on the strong meat of the word of god and we can disciple others strong meat of the word eating the word strong meat of obeying the instructions of god and doing his will but there are we, many have become stuck at the point where they themselves need that somebody has to teach and school them they have to be disciples. They need a shepherd. Whereas they, they themselves should be shepherds. Whereas they, they themselves should be shepherds, they themselves now have need for a shepherd over their lives to groom them, to take them all over again. To learn to obey God. Beloved, even as we start this journey, I want you to treat intimacy from a perspective of understanding that our intimacy with God brings us growth. It enables us to understand the nature and the character of God. Hallelujah. What I, when I was preparing the things that the Holy Spirit taught me, he says that number one function of intimacy is to know the nature of God. Number two, know his character or his heart. Hallelujah. Number three, his ways or his methods. And then the last part is his power and glory. Amen. We shall look at that, but hopefully in the third session. In the third session. Amen. There are people who know his power, but they don't know his heart. They don't know his character, so they are corrupted. The power has corrupted them. Because to know the nature of God is to know and to understand love and
power, the power of God is exercised in the confines of his nature. Don't forget in Lamentations 3 verse 22, he says that, or Malachi 3 6, he says, for I am the Lord, I change not. So ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. You know why God hasn't changed? Because he has limited himself. He has, he has tied and bound himself to his own word. He has exalted his word above himself. That means he has subjected himself to his own word. His character, his nature has confines and limits. So he cannot act out of character. That means he cannot exercise his power outside of his character, which is number one, love. Number two, light. But that is not the, the focus for today. Amen. I think I'm going ahead. Yes, the power of God without love, it can, it can, it can do so many things. Yes, Lamentations 3 verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that, you see, that is another nature of his character. We shall look at all of these things. That we are not consumed. A writer rightly said, he says, Grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve. Mercy is what when God saves us from what we deserve. And favor is when he does for us what we don't deserve. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, I have meat to eat, which you have no idea of. It means that the will of God for all of us is that we come to the point where we, we also are able to eat the meat of his word. That is ability to do his will in maturity. First of all, to do his will, you have to discern his will. And to discern his will, to know, you have to know his heart. To know his heart, you have to spend time with him. Hallelujah. Many are not spending time with God. So they are doing a work for the Lord and yet they do not know the Lord of the work. And so they are working amiss. Just as many Christians pray amiss. You are doing well, doing a work for the Lord. But you may not be doing well, not knowing the Lord of the work. So every work you are doing does not yield or amount to any eternal rewards because the instruction to do that is not coming from the Lord of the work but many a times it is birthed out of presumption and the need for appreciation or recognition or sometimes the need to prove to somebody who don't even matter that yes I have also arrived You can be doing a thing for the Lord and not know the Lord 
of that thing. In Psalm 89, God said, I have found David my servant. People of God, many a times when God is looking for people to use, people to share fellowship with, he is often looking for sons and servants. Because until you know him through your intimacy with him, so you can serve him well, there are many things you do out of boldness. Like Saul went ahead to sacrifice, offer up sacrifice unto God. Without God authorizing it. Like a point in time. Please, can somebody help us with this scripture? Exodus 30, verse 9. Minister David, help us with Exodus 30, verse 9. Another person help us with Leviticus 10 verse 1. Exodus 30 verse 9 God was instructing Moses and the priest that they should offer no strange incense unto him and then in their offerings and sacrifices they shouldn't pour any drink offering on that altar that they are. if you read the preceding verse you get the picture clearly amen the point is that when God instructs Your safety is in your obedience. Don't be like Uzzah. We can't help God. Don't be like the father of faith, Abraham. We can't help God. Uzzah tried helping God by trying to stop the ark from falling. A place which by name meant a miracle, a place of miracles, where God wanted to demonstrate his own miraculous power. Many writers and commentators, theologians even believe that the ark probably would, would have suspended or there would have been a contrary force of God which would have redirected the, the, the ark and the chariot back to its feet without it falling. But Uzzah interrupted the miracle, the work of God because he wanted to help God do something for God that God had not authorized. In fact, he wasn't part of the priesthood. Hallelujah. So God does not take in delight in anything that he has not instructed. Now Leviticus 
chapter 10 verse 1 Bible says that a time came when Nadab and Abihu you can see the account there that they were sons of Aaron they took them their censor the censor is what um, the Catholics if you have been to a Catholic church that is what they pour the incense in with the coals they pour the coals and then they pour the incense upon the, the coals and then the coals burn the incense to let outward smoke which was symbolic of prayers of the saints hallelujah bible says that these two sons nadab and abihu, abihu they took their censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the lord which he commanded them not you see the danger of lack of intimacy i just want us i want to awaken us to the need for intimacy can another person please help us with first chronicles 21 we want to see how that an intimate person like even david made a mistake an intimate person a friend of god like abraham at a point when he refused to hear from god gave birth to ishmael because he prayed for isaac first chronicles 21 verse 1 bible says one day satan stood up haha <laughs> Whenever the devil stands up like this, there is trouble. He stood up against Israel and he provoked David to number Israel. Can you help us with the subsequent verses? He provoked David to number the people of Israel. The question is, was it God's will? No. Did God tell him no? Did God endorse this action? No. Did it come with any consequences? Yes. Were the consequences good? No. Were the consequences adverse? Yes. Very dire. Even that led to the loss of the lives of many men in the land. And in those days, men were the currency for warfare. So if you are losing men, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, I'm being gender sensitive here. I'm talking about men as in masculinity. So if you are losing men, you are losing strength in battle. God bless you. The verse 2 says, And David said to Joab and to the rulers of the people, Go, number Israel from Beersheba even to Dan, and bring the number of them to me, that I may know it. Not that, not that, that God may know it, but that he, David, may know it. And Joab answered, The Lord make his people an hundred times so many more as they be. But my Lord, the king, are they not all my lord's servants why then that my lord inquire this thing why will why will he be a cause of trespass to israel now if you read all right god bless you minister winning nevertheless the king's word prevailed against joab Wherefore Joab departed and went throughout all Israel and came to Jerusalem. And Joab gave the sum of the number of the people unto David. And all the all they of Israel were a thousand thousand and an hundred thousand 
men that drew sword and judah was 400 three score and 10,000 men that drew sword but levi and benjamin counted he not among them for the king's word was abominable to joab and god was displeased somebody say god have mercy upon me say god have mercy upon me bible says and god was displeased with this thing therefore he smote israel can somebody help us with lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 and 23 god smote israel listen god did not smite david who gave the instruction david who carried out the instruction joab but who bore the brunt of god's anger and displeasure and judgment against that action it was the people of israel very similar to what the prophet ezekiel said he said the fathers have sinned and then the children the fathers have eaten sour, gro sour grapes and then the, the teeth of the children or the sons have been set on edge it is of the lord's mercies that we are known because his compassions fail not they are new every morning hallelujah what happened God smote Israel and David said unto God you see this is one thing I love about I, I really love about David many are displeased many don't understand why despite David's background excuse my language being a bastard God called him a man after my my own heart Despite David's hand being soiled, his hands were soiled with so much blood from battle, conquest. God still called him a man after my own heart. Despite David, one of his grievous sins, sleeping with the son, Uriah's wife, God still called him a man after my own heart because the man had a heart for God, a repentant heart, a sincere heart that anything that he pleaded for forgiveness from, and turned away from he never went back to it that is what true repentance is about and it's what a character of every intimate person everyone who has mastered intimacy with god if they do that the wrong thing the first time and it grieves god that's sin they tell god god i know i can't do this by my own self because it is you who works in me both to will and to do of your good pleasure so i need you to help me work do your work from within me to be able to conquer this sin or this habit which doesn't please you so i can live to please you and god hears their cry and their genuine heart of repentance the sincerity in their the voice of their their petition and then god turns his ear to them he turns his attention to them and what he does is he begins to release strength through the holy spirit to them david turned david turned to god and said i have sinned greatly yes the sincerity is that he acknowledged that he has sinned and he acknowledged the magnitude of it of a sin despite the fact that the sin did not cost him as a person and he says because i have done this thing but now i beseech thee do away with the iniquity of thy servant for I have done very foolishly. 
may God have mercy upon us for all the dead works of the past, presumptuous works of the past, the labors we labored, not having received instructions from God, because like Habakkuk, we didn't stand upon our watch and set us upon our towers to watch and to see what he will say unto us and what we will answer when we are reproved so we can apprehend this vision and write the vision to make it plain upon the tables and thereafter run with it may god have mercy may god have mercy looking at the need why that's why I told us that despite the volume of the notes we want to we want to fully understand the need now we want to look at a very popular story and then I'll, I'll I'm going to share with us some keys a few keys that will bring this background to an end. Amen. I've not even visited our anchor scripture. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10, the verse 38 to 42. Two very popular New Testament Bible characters whose name were mentioned. That is what the story is about. As for the woman, the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, Bible just describes her by her city and her action, her activity but not by name. But we see Anna the prophetess, Sapphira, we see Dorcas, we see um, Mary, Martha, we see um, Lois and Co. being privileged that their names, and even Eunice, so many female Bible characters whose names were mentioned by virtue of their contribution. Hallelujah. Even Rhoda, yes, Rhoda. <laughs> Some people don't even know that Lois and Rhoda in the Bible. Lois's grandmother was called Eunice. Hallelujah. Lydia, yes. All right. Luke, verse 36. Um, if you read the previous account, it was Jesus. You, if, if you are reading it from your Bible, which captures the words of Jesus in red, you realize that a significant portion of this, this chapter was captured in red because it was Jesus speaking in a parable, the parable of the Good Samaritan, what we know to be the Good Samaritan, describing a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho and who encountered robberies, was beaten, was robbed and beaten, and then needed that a stranger, a one genuine attend to him and Bible makes us understand that a man who was a Samaritan 
attended to this man who was beaten and bruised. Meanwhile, other men from his own country and from other places saw him in his state. And then what did they do? They ignored. They left him. Then he now came to summarize it here, asking that which of these three does or do they think was a neighbor to the man who fell to the hands of the robbers? Hallelujah. But the focus now here is on the next short encounter or visit that Mary and Martha had with Jesus after Jesus was done teaching. Bible says that as Jesus, I'm reading from the verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. You see, the beginning of all intimate, intimacy, intimate acts is what? Opening your home to him. The door of your heart. So that you can know him. Because he is knocking. That is the beginning and the entry point for all of humanity. Because the grace of, the, the, the grace of God which brings salvation has appeared unto all men. Teaching. It comes teaching. It comes to us teaching. It comes to us instructing. It comes to us drawing. Teaching us, according to Titus 2, 11 and 12, teaching us on this wise that denying ungodliness. We have to deny the old path, the old ways of ungodliness. But the appearance of that grace doesn't mean that that grace has made contact with you. You have to now receive that grace. Open yourself up because he says, I stand. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. To the church, he is standing. To your heart, he is standing and he is knocking. So you have to open. You have to open. The gift of tongues. Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Oh my God. Do you know that what you do from him, what you do for God must come from what God has said to you. What you do for God must proceed from what he has said to you. Your work for the Lord must proceed from the Lord of the work. And how can you hear him if you don't take the posture of Mary? Bible says that Mary sat. Who sat at the, at the Lord's feet? Mary wasn't the one who opened Martha's home to Jesus. Mary only sat. Martha did the opening, but Mary sat. Two different choices. And their characters deepen their choices further. When we read it, when we, we keep reading the account, the verse 40 said that, But Martha was distracted. By all the preparations, somebody may God save you from distractions. By the end of this series, may God save you even from good distractions. There are distractions that are meaningful, but as far as intimacy is concerned and your, your ability to ascertain the voice of God accurately, 
is concerned they are unhealthy and dangerous and wrong distractions she was distracted by all preparations by all the preparations to be made she came to him and asked lord don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself tell her to help me do you think that was what martha really needed why do you call people into a business to support a venture to support a business or a ministry and an endeavor that you god did not initiate don't you know apart from risking your own life and time and resources you will now be risking the destinies and the lives of other people like jonah did because he was acting contrary to the will of god jonah had accurately his problem was obedience adherence to the instructions of god that was jonah's problem so he endangered the life of an entire ship and his crew including merchants rich merchants go to nineveh the city of nineveh and proclaim my word and he was adamant not wanting the city to to hear the voice and the word of god so they repent so he set out on his own mission he set off towards tashish lord don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself no when you are in presumption when you are wrong you don't need god to cause other people to help you in fact when you are with god god has a way of seamlessly bringing your way resources because every divine assignment attracts and brings its own divine consignment every divine vision is met by god's own divine provision hallelujah continue the account Jesus Jesus answered and said unto her mother mother what you need another helper Martha Martha you opened me up to your house I thought you had the right motive I thought your focus was right but you are missing it what you need is not another person to help you in your distractions remember the bible says that but Martha was cumbered Martha was distracted about with much seven the king james actually says she was cumbered about much seven people of god service is not wrong matter of fact on that day i think in matthew 23 or 24 bible says that 
blessed is a man when the servant comes when his master comes finds him so doing he will say unto him well done thou good and faithful servant not good and faithful brother or sister or pastor or reverend or bishop servant so servanthood is key it matters to god but it is in the state of the heart she was cumbered about much serving says jesus said matter what you need who you need the destiny helper you want me to send your way is not to, supposed to help you or supposed to come help you build a wrong vision a wrong business so mother i am not going to send another helper your way to build the wrong business which you did not wait on me to receive you have been built intimacy with me to accurately hear what you need right now is a focus to refocus your mind I don't build distractions. I build attractions, divine attractions. Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. That is what intimacy is about. When people are intimate and they are having intimacy, I believe it is a place where they lose sight focus attention of everything happening around them their focus is just between them and they they the two of them when married couples are enjoying an intimate affair we will come to that the greek idiom for that 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 act people of god you see when it comes to intimacy god doesn't want to be studied he wants to be known you can study God with your intellectual prowess and become very knowledgeable about Him and yet not know Him. The gift of tongues. You increase in knowledge about Him and yet you may not know Him. One is needful. He says, and Mary has chosen that good part we shall not be taken away from her. Beloved, if you are with me, I want you to type one thing is needful. One thing is needful. One thing is needful. One thing is needful. And that is what we want to and do more of in our encounters. Hallelujah. work for the Lord you must know the Lord of the work to don't know the Lord of the work you must be intimate with him to be intimate with him you need to walk 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 with him Genesis 5 verse 23 to 25 you need to walk with him to walk with him and your focus must be right your focus must be right. You must not be like 
Martha. David said, I have set the Lord always before me. That was what Mary was doing. He said, Oh God, O oh Lord, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul longed for thee. My, my flesh tested for thee in a, dry, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy glory had a focus and thy power as I have known, have encountered it before. Intimacy with a focus in a dry and thirsty land where there is a lot of distractions. Distractions. People of God, we will come to look at internal distractions in the second session how to deal with distraction when it comes to our pursuit of intimacy there are external distractions and usually that is not a problem for many maturing believers their greatest distractions are in the in, in, in themselves it is deeply internalized some of them the wandering of the mind when they are praying their mind is is just roaming about some some of them that is when their mind begin to audit certain documents and for some mem activities that their to-do list everything just comes up oh you should have done this you should have done this the paper that you wrote that exam you wrote that didn't go well that is when everything now jumps up internal distractions will come to that god will help us genesis is somebody going to help us? Genesis 5. I'm reading. The verse 23. Bible says, And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. Can I, can I, can I show somebody something? Can I open you up to something that Enoch did? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. And we have, we have access to the mystery. We have access to the mystery that Enoch invoked while he was still spending time with God in intimacy. We have access to the mystery of faith. Bible makes us understand that by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Beloved, until we please God, there is no need leaving his feet to do anything. There is no need. Do you know 
that there are many married couples, wives who are not able to please their husbands because they have not yet been able to get a hold of the key to the heart of their husband. When it comes to their delicacies, their meals, when it comes to their intimacy, the closet, the chambers, they have not gotten a hold of that key. And you know why? They are working with their spouses, but they are not in agreement. Can I show you something? Amos 3.3 Dynamics to our work with God or intimacy with God. To, to, to be able to do the will of God, we need to know to know the will of God. To know the will of God, we have to be intimate with God. To be intimate with God, we have to walk with God. Hallelujah. Amos 3, 3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? I want to share with us some spiritual laws of walking together and in intimacy. Especially when it comes to walking with the Spirit and hosting that, that Spirit. You have to understand the protocols of hosting that spirit you have to understand the likes and dislikes of hosting that spirit in this case that spirit is God in this case the vehicle or the medium or the helper to know God is the Holy Spirit hallelujah so you find couples they quarrel because they are not in agreement husband is fighting wife because they are not in agreement and so long as you are not in agreement you can't please yourselves and God says to walk with me leave so you can cleave Forsake, so you can partake. Forsake the old ways, so you can partake of me. Because God does not have agreement with the wrong things. He says to be, to be intimate with me, carry, so you can carry. Hallelujah. can two walk except they be agreed each time you agree with God you please God 
each time you agree with God in any area of your work with Him, it is you pleasing God. That means that you've been able to exercise and release faith to please Him in that area. And the more you please God, the more people cannot see you without seeing God. And the time is definitely going to come when people will see you or they will see God and not you. What I'm saying might look too simple, but if you are spirit, your spirit is very alive and alert, you'll catch it. I said that the more you walk with God in agreement, the more you can please God. And the more you are pleasing God, the more faith you are actually walking by. And the more you please God, the more evident it becomes that people will see you and not see God. Or let me put it this way, I think that statement was wrong. It will be impossible for people to see you and not see God because you are in agreement. Your evidence of walking with God, my evidence of walking with God is that people cannot see me and not see God. Hear me and not hear God. So the number one key to walking with God, with a spirit, is agreement. Agreement. Do you know why? As you walk and you keep agreeing, people will not, a time will come when people will see you and they will see God. They cannot see you without seeing God. And the more you agree, and the more you please, the more you agree, the more you please Him. The more you please Him, the more evident He becomes or God becomes in your life. And then there is going to be the point when he, you are totally going to be swallowed up by God. So that when people see God, in fact, they see you, they don't see you anymore, they see God. You've been swallowed up in God. When people hear your name, the first thing that comes to their mind is she is a daughter of God, a good Christian. He is a, a son of God, a good Christian. He is a man of God. They can't hear from you without what? Any evidence of God or an idea, a notion of God, it is impossible. Because you are getting yoked more and more absorbed in God, in agreement with God. Number one law of intimacy is agreement. Can two work except they be agreed? Do you know why? Jesus referred Martha to Mary when Martha cried out and said that Jesus will you not tell Martha to come and help me Jesus said Martha Martha you are worried about many things you are distracted about many things but one thing is needful what Jesus was telling Martha is that Martha you are in disagreement with me. 
you are in disagreement with my will you open the door of your house to me all right i love that you you accepted me as lord and savior of your life all right i love that but there has come that point where you are distracted about many things you are chasing a lot of many things so you have lost touch with me you are not in divine alignment or agreement with me and so you are unable to please me because you are not able to know my mind and you are not able to know what is on my heart you are not able to discern my will even you are not able to discern me myself when i show up in places because there is something as discerning the lord and by virtue of your these of all these inadequacies you are not able to please me you come to disagreement with me the law of agreement why must we agree with god or why does our why must we agree with god because he is the object of our intimacy he is our focus in this pursuit he is our focus david said i have set the lord always before me anytime the lord is sometimes before you sometimes it is your job sometimes it's other things that take his attention then all those times that other things take his attention from you those are times of disagreement with him you are in disagreement with him I am in disagreement with him. The psalmist said, always. I have said the Lord always before me. That is a secret to his foundation and his strength. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Psalm 27 verse 1. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom? The strength of my life. The strength of my life. Spiritual strength of my life. Physical strength of my life. In battle, when I was killing Goliath, it was my strength. When I was fighting all my wars in Ziklag and all the places where they planted me, the Lord was my strength in battle. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? How did the Lord become his strength? In Psalm 16 verse 11, it says, I have set the Lord always before me. Beloved, when we come to the benefits of intimacy, you understand that one benefit of intimacy, aside knowing God and the anointing and all of that, which and the power of God which we seek, is that it, it, it draws or it brings strength to the believer. It says, because he is at my right, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. That is foundation. That is strength. That is strength. That is foundation right there. And in that strength, he said, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled my cord, and they fell. They came to me strength, power. That is the number one reason for our agreement with God. Number two, you agree with God because you are associating with Him and you are associating with Him as an associate of the God kind. Why must you associate with Him? Because asso association breeds assimilation. And assimilation breeds likeness. I, I didn't plan sharing this today. I reserved them for the next session. 
Association, it brings or it brings about assimilation, and assimilation breeds likeness. You cannot you 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 cannot desire to be somebody who carries the presence of God, and then you are following people, you are working with people who are dry. Who don't even pray who don't fellowship who don't know what it means to pursue god who don't know what it means to host god you are in the wrong company when saul found himself in the company of the prophets what happened to him he began prophesying in gethsemane judas had to use a kiss to give the savior to betray him without that kiss it was have it it, it it would have been nearly impossible if not difficult or it would have been difficult if not impossible for the people to identify jesus assimilation likeness the law of agreement so as you keep up a consistent work with god you begin to what? Look like him. You begin to understand God, know God, look like him. I ask for, is it Ephesians 4, the verse 11 to 13. God bless you. It does. It is 2, Ephesians 2 rather. I meant Ephesians 2, verse 11 to 13. Ephesians 2, 11 to 13, so that we end the podcast today. Amen. A few minutes to go, about five minutes to the end of the podcast. We shall look at the law of focus. And then, one more. his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God had foreordained that we should walk in them uh -huh. 
workmanship created for good works. God has ordained them. We should work in them, work in them. But how can we work in something that we have no idea of? Beloved, I want to leave you with this question. How can you work in something that you have no idea of? Good works. Martha was working for the Lord. Good works. Good works. She was cooking. Good works. She wasn't doing bad works. Good works. But it, was it what God had ordained? Was it, was it what Jesus had ordained? Was it what he had ordained? Let us lift our voices wherever we are and thank God for today's teaching. Blessing. For awakening us to a need. In fact, the need for intimacy that that which we do should proceed from our knowledge of him and his will our knowledge of him and the good works which he has created and for ordained before the foundations of the earth that we should walk in them so that we do not offer unto him wrong works and strange incense strange incense like the sons of Aaron so that like David when the devil comes to provoke us to do the wrong things we will check with him first the devil will come and meet us in his presence at his feet seeking his will learning to know of him in the name of Jesus father we bless you Lord we honor you thank you for your word thank you for clarity we know we were created for your pleasure. You're in your image and your likeness. We were created to do your meat, to do your will. And, and Jesus described that his will is to, to eat your meat. He has food to eat, which his disciples had no idea of. And his meat was to do the will of his father. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Help us locate and to know our meat so we may eat it in the name of Jesus through the element and instrument of intimacy in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you for joining us for today's session and encounter. How many of us were blessed? If you are blessed, give a loud shout unto Jesus wherever you are. Even as we type, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We shall meet again tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday. We shall meet for prayers, marriage prayers. Amen. Friday, God willing, if we don't have a prophetic session, we may have a prophetic session. A strictly prophetic session. If we don't have it, we will have a teaching session. Amen. Um, and our meeting time is going to be 22.30 GMT or UTC. 22.30 GMT or UTC, that is 10.30 p.m. West African time or Ghana time. 10.30 p.m. Ghana time or West African time. So may the Lord bless and keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you. Um, may he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance over you and peace in the name of Jesus. Amen.
people of God until we meet again shalom keep burning for Jesus follow the platform if you haven't followed us by clicking the plus button beside click the plus button beside the name burning ones to follow us amen so that you can stay updated with every activity amen amen until we meet again stay in grace keep burning for Jesus and um, talk to somebody about Jesus remember that I love you so much shalom bye 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 Oh